Welcome to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. On today's episode of our daily NYFF 60 edition, Chris Smith, Robert Downey Jr., Susan Downey, and Kevin Ford discuss Senior, a spotlight selection of this year's festival with NYFF artistic director, Dennis Lim. Rarely do films about artists allow the kind of poignant intimacy seen in this tender yet fittingly irreverent portrait of the life and career of Robert Downey Sr., the fearless, visionary American director who set the standard for counterculture comedy in the 60s and 70s. An inspired collaboration between the celebrated documentarian Chris Smith, the subject's son, Robert Downey Jr., and the man himself, who's occasionally shown working on his own version of the movie we're watching, Senior functions as both an elegy for the rule-flouting underground icon who passed away who passed away at age 85 in July 2021, and as a testament to his tireless creative spirit, capturing its subject's refreshing candor about aging, past struggles with addiction, and the ups and downs of working in Hollywood, Smith's film is an emotional depiction of a father-son bond that remains strong, pragmatic, and deeply loving to the end. Senior is a Netflix release. To learn more and get tickets for this year's NYFF, taking place through October 16th in all five boroughs of NYC, visit filmlink.org. Enjoy this conversation with Chris Smith, Robert Downey Jr., Susan Downey, and Kevin Ford. Okay, please welcome back Chris Smith. Uh, Kevin Ford. Susan Downey. And Robert Downey Jr. Last question. Uh, thank you all for the film, and thank you for being with us. Um, in your introduction, I'm just going to start by asking um, you to elaborate a bit more on what Chris was saying in the introduction about how this came about. So you wanted to make a film about Robert. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I was just looking at different things. I, I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but that was my memory. What's, I mean, I, I remember this part of it, but what did you come back, what was your memory of what you came back with? Okay. So this gives me a great chance to shout out Emily Barclay Ford, our other producer here. She, um, she had been talking with Chris, and there had been mention that, in theory, at, you know, after the success of Jim and Andy, and that maybe you'd love to do something with Robert. We jumped on that. She put us together, and, and we excitedly came to Robert, and he said, you know, oh, Chris, interesting, and and but I don't want to do a film about me. We should do my father. And it was that simple. And we, Emily and I came back to Chris. Chris, you said you were in yeah. uh, to explore. Oh, what, I didn't make it up. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's what happened. No, we should start making up stuff now, too. We can spread all kinds of disinformation through this uh, highbrow crowd. <laughs> Robert, had, had you been considering making a film about your father before Chris approached you? A bunch of years ago, my dad wanted to make a documentary about George Hamilton <laughs> and his son, Ashley, and we even shot a few days on it. And then my dad watched it and he goes, uh, this is garbage. You know what? You know, there's this other father and son. So we were talking about father and son documentaries, and I was like, is he fucking with me? Um, anyway... You're right about the inception, but it all came down to like, we were just meant to come together and, and fall into this kind of crazy homage. I think what's special about the film and what sets it apart from a lot of um, 
you know, biographical films is that you kind of leave in the process of finding the film. That's very much a big part of this film, and I think part of the f the playfulness of the film and also the power of the film. So I'm wondering if you want to talk about that decision. I don't know if it was a decision. I think it found <laughs> us in a way. Um, you know, I think I, I had said this that um, you know when we were filming on the very first day, Singer was talking about the documentary that he made, Rittenhouse Square, and he said, you know, if you was I think it was if you trust anything, anything can happen, and I felt like that we mentioned that many times that it was like it felt like the the guiding light for the project so. i mean we we had plenty of times where we didn't even know if we had a film like we because it did start off where robert wanted to do something about his dad and then pretty quickly as you see his dad sort of had no interest but was kind of shining us on because he wanted to do something else and we came to a point halfway through where we're like what is this? And Chris, we would have these meetings and Chris is like, I feel like we should be filming the meetings too, because it was all so absurdist. But then obviously when the Parkinson's kicked in more and more and we just did what Chris said, which is sort of followed the film, we kind of thought maybe we have something and we even watched a cut like early on and it was like, is there even a reason this should exist? And I remember watching it and going, wow, this is an interesting portrait of an artist. And that was before the sort of latter half of the film was even shot so it really was its discovery as we were making it particularly when pop said we should split into two camps i was like what <laughs> and so camp ford and him start making this art movie and we're like what the fuck now now what the fuck are we supposed to do um and it was just one of those trust exercises and like you just you gotta let this insanity play out and try to be honest you know early on I think what's really interesting, Senior always knew he was making his version of the film because when we first showed up, Chris and I, he just kept saying, you know, here's all these DVDs, here's all these films and, and we're just going to cut. And I think we, we genuinely were confused. Like, well, wait, we're here to film you right now. But he had an agenda from day one and it was about us catching up to what he had in mind in a sense. Um, but that was pretty a, a pretty interesting process. And at one point, we started questioning, well, do we need to film Chris and Robert in the edit room to balance this all out? I mean, what, how far did we go? Like what you guys were just talking about. But okay, how far did you go with, with, with the two film thing? Like, yeah. fortunately, this film has a director. It's Chris Smith. <laughs> or it, this thing would have been like bananas. We do see, um, obviously, you know. So, Kevin, you were with Senior? Was that how, how it worked? Okay. Yeah, I was in the other camp. <laughs> <laughs> But you were also shooting with him. Yeah, Chris and I uh, shot the movie together. And there were times just, you know, we're all doing multiple projects. So there are times where I was alone with Senior and filming in the edit room and stuff like that. So obviously, you know, Chris is the director. and it's. Uh, but did you have a sense that you were kind of channeling Senior in some way as you... I think we all were. Yeah. I think that was the hope at least you know I, I think the term is nebulous with this i mean there's a group of people that came together to try to make something that we felt would be you know in the spirit of mm -hmm. of senior and i think that was the thing that we always kept coming back to I, at almost every decision was just sort of like trying to just look at things differently you know i think the one thing that you know that very first shot he's looking there he's like great shot no there's good movement nobody's sitting and like you know he it was like he was always trying to push us to think differently in the way that we approach not only this, but I think just in everything. Um, I was curious about, you know, you shot this over several years, obviously interrupted by by COVID and 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 until quite 
quite close to the end. Um, so I'm wondering how your relationship with the project and with the material changed. I mean, it started as, you know, obviously the idea of senior making a film as well, um, also wanting to, you know, capture him um, and then also capture in the very moving final, you know, stages of the film, his final stages. And then you finish the film after his death. So I'm wondering about how your relationship with this material changed over time. I mean, well, I think we can all agree it's just been the most ridiculous thousand days ever. And then to have this as both kind of a focus point between this and whatever else we might have been tending to. Um, and it kind of it, it kind of wound up perfectly. I do want to say that, I mean, what really happened in the 11th hour was was um, linear creative people wrestled this albatross to the ground and made it really kind of like you know it feels like a story that you can follow i'm imagining you followed it it made sense and right even from the beginning when he's like oh nobody's moving good moving i feel all the artists in the room going that's right that's right you know and the kind of eccentricity of it um but yeah there were challenges but i mean there's been you know what hasn't been a challenge in the last bunch of years you know but the i'm just curious about the you know the obviously the 2021 sequences and i imagine they were difficult to shoot and to and to to be in you know because for you robert anything emotional susan's going to handle okay. <laughs> <laughs> well i i will say <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, I will say just backing up for one sec that COVID created an interesting opportunity, actually, because of the phone calls that you see that take us through. And because the travel wasn't possible, certainly wasn't safe for a senior and even for Robert going there um, early on, they relegated it to calls. And he he came very prepared for each call with a, a section of senior's life he wanted to cover. And then again, we didn't know how we were using any of the footage, but that became part of the spine that Chris found as he was using seniors films to understand seniors since he wasn't giving us anything. And so um, that Q&A, I don't know if we would have done it like that if it hadn't been for the challenge of COVID. So it was something that was wonderful. And I, I feel like almost jealous that he got the opportunity to do that with his dad and it was really cool. And then I think when it became a bit safer to travel, um, they had covered the, the you know, filmology, the kind of chronology of that. And so at that point, it re was really about what other questions do you have left? And the crazy part, obviously, which I think comes across in the film, is that when Robert finally is trying to really ask his dad these things beyond movies, which was their big connection point for most of their lives, you know, Senior doesn't really know who he's talking to. Um, and he's still trying to talk about movies, but yet there is something emotional and connected there. So I do think it was incredibly powerful. It, it, it had to be tough for you, but you also had Exy there helping and, you know, a little bit of a, a buffer when you have a young person who's just very excited. Yeah, and Senior's whole vibe was always, this is my family, was like, oh, things are about to get tragic, we're going to have to double up the laughs, you know? I'd be like, what? Like, don't process the feeling, just crack more jokes? So I was even at one point like, Dad, we don't really have an act three until you fucking bite it, so you got to let me know 
when you think you're almost done, he goes, fuck you, I'll go when I'm ready to go. An interesting just side comment to this is in that sequence in 2021 that you were asking about, I mean, flat out, at that point, we were all being led to believe or, or we thought genuinely that there was a lot more time left that, that you know, the medically and stuff, we, we had had conversations and, and it, there was an optimism that this wasn't going to be, you know, Robert's last chance or Exton's last chance. Um, that's, that's the way it worked out. Um, I'm wondering about the decision to to shoot and include your your set, your Zoom session with your analyst in the film, Robert. Chris couldn't believe that Kevin just walked in while I was Zooming with my shrink. And I was at that point, we were so broke. He probably could have shot me taking a dump, but it's not that kind of movie. Um, we knew we had to get real. This is the New York Film Festival. You gave us such a lovely endorsement at the beginning. This can't be some nepotistic, controlled retrospective. This is not that kind of party. This needs to transcend that. And a documentary film has a very different bar even in the narrative. So we knew that if if we weren't willing to trust each other and go to places that any publicist would say, never, it was like we had to start it never and then take it from there. There was, I, I do remember <laughs> the, the, very, the very first first day of shooting um, with Robert and his dad, um, Robert had us come out to the Hamptons and I had, we'd only met once, I think, before that, and, and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, like, how controlled everything would be. I didn't know we'd be turning over cards at the end of the day. Like, I didn't know anything. And, like, when we showed up, Robert, just, the only thing he said was, like, there's nothing off limits. And they walked away, and that was it. So, like, and it kind of, you know, I, I always was trying to impart on Kevin to always be shooting. And, like, that was the thing that we tried to always always be rolling as much as we could just to see what we would capture. I want to spend a moment on um, seniors' work, which I think this film does, I think, a beautiful job of, you know, just introducing, hopefully, I think, um, a new generation of audiences to his, what is, I think is a really important body of work. So I'm wondering if you can say a bit about how you wove in that material and, you know, just the, the, the process of revisiting his films. And, and, and I, I do think you have made a film in the spirit. I mean, there is a, obviously before it gets emotional, as you put it, Robert, it, it, there is a, a looseness and a freewheeling quality to the film that I think is very much in seniors' spirit. I'll say, you know, as anyone that knows the documentary form, it's like the editors are actually, you know, the unsung heroes. And, and Amanda Griffin and Dan Kohler are both here as long as they're illustrious uh, AEs, John and Graham. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, it, it was it was it, it was it was a long process. You know, it was like we were editing as we went. And um, Dan had great insights of just looking at how these reflected and, and, and sort of how each film could reflect back onto, onto different chapters of his life. And so that sort of became this like a, a door that opened that sort of turned into the film that you see here. So it was, you know, we had, um, it, it was, it was, it wasn't every movie. I feel like at the end you look back and you're like, Oh, that seems obvious. And then, but like getting there is never quite that easy, but especially with this one, cause we we're trying to balance like three different things that all, fit together in this nebulous way that um you know but but i have to say like just 
my experience of being around senior changed my life forever just in the sense of the it changed the way that i make movies entirely like i used to be incredible like trying to control everything in a documentary where you're not supposed to control things i've sort of in the last three years completely given that up where i just you know I don't know. Just like whenever things are going wrong, um, my partner Ryan will just sort of remind me, just think of senior, which is just, you know, there's like, we were shooting in Portugal and there was a, a, a hailstorm and like light was going from like bright sun to clouds and there was a foot wave, yo. you know, and, and it was just like the worst conditions you could ever, and, and I, the old me wanted to shut down and just, we're done. And she was just, I think of senior, he would just embrace that and that would become part of what you're filming. And I think it's, you know, I even saw in here, there's a, sh a shot of Robert and, and no one probably knows it, but at, at one point the sun came out from under the umbrella. It's hitting the back shoulder. And I'm in like, you know, something like that. I would have stopped what, you know, the moment that was being spoken because that would be more important. And I realized none of that really matters. And what senior, I think, imparted on me was just to like life is way more important than the details of any particular like where a cup of water is where I used to be more focused on where the cup of water was than what was being said. So, it, you know, but it, but it really was just like trying to think differently about the way that you approach things, you know. And Robert, these are films you know very well, your dad's movies. Like, I'm just wondering if, you know, looking at them again in the process of making this, has your relationship with these films evolved over the years? Uh, it has. And again, I wanted to thank you because when we were, um, talking earlier dennis said you know we really should get some more energy behind a retrospective for senior stuff and they happen you know semi-perennially and we've done a fair amount of stuff in la but he he really just cares about new york anyway so hopefully we can uh get a little more of that going here but to answer the question yeah i mean these films have been like literally the sound they're like the mixtape of my life you know so i still and you know misses you know i quote these lines all the time like i don't know why but in that two tons of turquoise said what about larry he's into tacos <laughs> I, I, that's an that's an answer or a question it's such a non sequitur that it works for anything you know another kind of a, a side note of flavor here is um part of the senior cut was he wanted to go through every single one of his movies and again not realizing the exact nature of that ticking clock that he was facing, I can tell you he was so enthused and in enjoying every moment of watching his body of work back. And so if nothing else, it was in part something that I took from it was to live your life, make these films, and at the end still find total enjoyment and in, in pride in the work that he had made, even though it, a lot of it was pretty crazy. <laughs> he was amused until the end and, and, you know, making a lot of comments. Some of that is captured in the, in the, and, and Ford, you're such an angel to my dad in that last scene when the project is done, I've really realized he's closing down his kind of like life's last life's work with you. So if you think about what happens in that scene, when he says, I think we're good. You don't have to come back too soon, you know, until it's so obvious all the subtext that's being spoken. So I'm glad you had to deal with all the real heavy father son stuff. I wasn't <laughs> really wasn't fucking up to it. That's why we split split the work amongst the six of us. Fortunately, I'm getting the sign that we are out of time, but I want to thank all of you for this wonderful film. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you all for coming. See ya.